1: it, Maury.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Today. Fratelloni's (laughs) Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 232, September 20, 2019. 91 degrees on this day on three occasions. Whoa!
3: 1895,
2: 1908, 1931, and uh, 28 degrees in 1962.
4: And now...
2: Joe when GLers have a, a point to make, they get the platform. And uh, our hillbilly correspondent, Steve, down in Holiday, Texas, uh, yes, he's the guy who rode his Harley 900 miles to Grunhofer's and brought back a cooler loaded with brats. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Joe and the gang, listen to your Thursday 9-19-2019 podcast. I finally hit my limit. I love hearing the insightful musings of people such as David Bliss from Bulgaria as well as others, including yourselves. But stop using Y2K as an example of the boy who cried wolf of things that were supposed to kill us but didn't. Unlike climate change, Y2K was a real threat but was completely created by man. There was a considerable threat, whether it was associated with power plants traffic control systems or hydroelectric generation or financial networks or medical devices or communication systems or weapons control. The Y2K flaw existed in all of these and more. But the point is this. We recognized the threat early on. A great many people tackled the problem and we fixed it. The world did not end on January 1st, 2000, because a lot of good people worked really hard to make sure it wouldn't. Y2K should be touted as an example of what man can do to tackle big problems when they put their minds to it. I know I was one of those people. I worked my butt off in our systems on our systems and they were fixed. So please stop using Y2K as an example of flawed so-called experts. Once again, misleading the public, similar to climate change, start using it as a wonderful example of hard work, creativity, and success. We saw the problem and we fixed it. You're welcome. Interestingly, (laughs) There were some systems that didn't get fixed till later. December 31st, 1999 was a Friday. I checked my investment counts online that Saturday and Sunday, and I was an extremely rich man for about 72 hours on paper. My investment bank did not get their system straight until that Tuesday, and of course no transactions were allowed until they did. But I do still have a screenshot of those figures, and I still get a chuckle looking back at the 72 hours. I was a (laughs) (laughs) multi-billionaire. Uh, well, yeah. I think I think Steve has a great point. We yeah, should stop using. Y2K. He's right, and I have I have the answer to Justin Trudeau's problem. Uh, we're told now by uh, Justin Trubo, uh, Trudeau to uh, to pay, possibly uh, see more of these blackface photos. He, he yeah. must have really been into this. Just identify as a black guy. <laughs> yeah. He's with the crowd. you your that, pronoun? What, what, what He's with the crowd that want they can be whatever they want to be on a day to day basis. Right? Why not? I'm being serious. You yeah. should just say, you know what? I identify as a black guy sometimes, <laughs> and he'd probably be excused. <laughs> well, that's my fix for him. The uh,
1: the hypocrisy on that subject, though, mm-hmm. is just laughable at
4: this point. Mm-hmm. Boy, is he apologizing too? Oh my goodness, he's apologizing See, up I wouldn't. and down and. I'd say I'm a black guy. Uh, everybody uh, around him is begging people to forgive him, and uh, it, it's quite funny.
2: Yeah. Do you want a great example of pushback? Yes. We have a pro-gun mom who attended a Beto O'Rourke session. Uh, let me tell you about it. Let me set it up. Her name is Lauren Bobert. She runs a restaurant, and her servers carry guns. Uh, she is decidedly pro-gun. Uh, and her, uh, it's called the Shooter's Grill that she owns uh, in Rifle, Colorado. In huh. Rifle, Colorado. She's a really uh, good looking young lady there. Uh, Bobert's <laughs> passion for the Second Amendment led her to make a three hour trip uh, to, uh, boy, this print is terrible, to wherever O'Rourke was speaking. And uh, she's 32 years old. Uh, She took note of O'Rourke's declaration that, hell yes, we're coming to take your AR-15 and your AK-47. And so she went to tell him uh, with her handgun holstered at her side. uh, She didn't waste her chance on the mic to speak to O'Rourke. I'm here to say, hell no, you're not going to take my gun, she told him. And quite a few of the folks in the crowd didn't like it as they jeered and hollered at her. So let's play that audio. She's pushing back and very civilly, I might add.
0: Honing Americans that heard your speech and heard what you had to say um, regarding hell, yes, we're going yes! to take your hell AR 15s. Yes! Let's, let's be respectful. Let's be respectful. Well, I am here to say hell, no, you're not. Um, so, with that, um, I would like to know how you intend to legislate evil because it is not the gun, it is the heart of the man that does that. We all have, oh, have stories, excuse me. Let's, let's,
1: let's allow her to finish, please,
3: please, please,
0: please. We please. can all have these stories. We all have the experiences. I was living in Aurora during Columbine. I had just recently moved um, when the Aurora shootings happened, yet I have very close ties here. Yet all of those people were there defenseless. They had no, no they way were. to defend themselves no, against were. a the crazed shooting? shooter. So I, I want to know how you intend to legislate the hearts of men and leave American citizens like, my fel- my, like myself, American mothers, I have four children, I'm five foot zero, 100 pounds, cannot really defend myself with a fist. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's okay,
1: let's, please let's allow her to finish. I don't have
0: my AR-15 today, I have my Glock. Don't worry sir, I have your back. Um, anyway. I want to know how you're going to legislate that, because a criminal by defense breaks the law. So all you're going to do is restrict law-abiding citizens like myself. We all know that you, sir, have a criminal history, and I understand that burglars do not like do not like armed defense. It's okay. Yes, sir. Uh, burglars do not like armed defense. Yet that is a right that we have that shall not be infringed in America. Bootlicker. Okay. I, I, I really appreciate
2: the question and the presumption in this case. I don't know why we don't get his answer on that video uh, two things uh, one he was surrounded by people uh, perfectly willing to accept uh, taking guns from law-abiding citizens mm-hmm. and uh, they there's a picture here and in, in, Many of them are prematurely gray haired 42 year old women who don't shave and carry cloth grocery bags. <laughs> and, uh, but she's to be commended. That took a lot of courage for her to show up, but where she knew perfectly well that she was going to get She was entering yes. the
4: lion's den. Yep. And to forge on while being shouted down.
2: <sighs> but how disrespectful. Yeah. What Beto O'Rourke should be asked is how do you intend to take guns from non law abiding citizens? Yeah, that's the better question. How are you going to take guns from criminals? Gangsters? Gangs? What, what's your plan? What's the plan to take the guns away from the criminals? Yep.
4: And along those lines, how come there's no hue and cry when people are being constantly gunned down in crimes like we've seen uh, recently in mm-hmm. St. Paul and like we see every day over in Minneapolis? No, There's no hue and cry there. People ignore it. You can't even get the paper to cover it. Case in point with the video we, we've been talking about for the last
2: week and a half. Mara Gottfried covered this. Uh, the fellow in St. Paul yesterday was putting his daughter's four and nine into their uh, infant seats in the car, oh. or the four-year-old at least. Nine-year-old's probably out of an infant seat by now. And he comes around the corner of his garage and he gets pistol whipped by two guys. And they pointed the gun at the nine-year-old's head. One and of she's po- pleading. Because she, she's saying, don't shoot my daddy. So he puts his hand over her mouth and puts the barrel of the gun to her head. And then they decided to run. Boy, that
4: takes a lot of courage, doesn't it? Gun mm-hmm. barrel to a child's mm-hmm. head. I really hope we can catch these guys. Uh, speaking of Mara, she just reported here in the last 10 minutes, um, the St. Paul Police Department announced they'll release the body camera footage Tuesday from an officer who fatally shot Ronald Davis Sunday in the Midway neighborhood. This uh, the guy that rear the squad car? Yeah, Davis's family will have an opportunity to review the footage before it's released, the police department said. That's from Mara.
2: Well, these events are striking closer and closer to home. That happened at View and uh, View and Jefferson. That's not far from my neck of the woods. It's uh, right. it's by that Palace Playground. Yep. Uh, the old Frontier uh, Bar just, or whatever it, just it is. Absolutely to... incredible. The
4: thing is, it's all of our. It, it's our town. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's two blocks or twenty blocks yep, away. Right. Minneapolis is my town. Saint Paul is your town. Well, it both, They're all our towns. <laughs> it shouldn't happen anywhere. Yeah.
2: All right, it made all the news today, in every site I saw, that we're running out of birds. (laughs) That uh, the U.S. and Canada have lost 3 billion birds since 1970. And scientists say nature is unraveling. And yes, of course, they read it to get to the port where they blame climate change, Uh, but they did not. No. Uh, They did not. They Uh, do
4: name other... Pesticides are
2: killing insects that birds relied on for food, (laughs) and then they talk about development, of course, and... uh, uh, how in the hell they counted them? I have no idea. Uh, the total bird population in Canada and, and the U.S. has fallen by almost 3 billion with grassland birds such as western meadowlarks and American sparrows and shorebirds and green herons taking the biggest hits. This is a study by Pete Mara, an ecologist and director of Georgetown University's Environment Initiative. The population of birds at the start of the breeding season, in the, well, many of them, I suppose, are killed by the Ziggy Stadium.
0: Yeah, they, they do. True. They
2: do list buildings as a reason. Right. Uh, we can talk all we want and hear all the stories about being fewer and fewer birds, but it's not until you really put the numbers on it that you can grasp the magnitude of these results. Mara said, "We're now seeing common species that have declined, things like red-winged blackbirds and ga- uh, grackles and meadowlarks, species I grew up with." The findings tracked with another. Uh, Research showing a steep drop in the numbers of insects and amphibians and point to a broader ecological decline. We're making the wrong moves now to sustain nature for the future, and this is an indication that nature is unraveling and that ecosystems are highly stressed, said Mike Parr, president of the American Bird Conservancy and a co-author of the study. Our generation is going to survive it, and probably the next generation will, but who knows where the tipping point is. For this study, the researchers compiled 48 years of data gathered by volunteers who took part in large-scale bird surveys, such as the North American Breeding Bird Survey, the National Audubon Society Christmas Bird Count, and the International Shore Bird Survey. They combined decades of survey data showing the downward trend in population with recent estimates of bird population size to determine the total number of birds lost. The researchers also reviewed 10 years of data from the National Weather Service, Uh, Next-generation weather radar, a network of radars available to detect insects and birds as they track precipitation. The radar data corroborated the survey data. Uh, The researchers said humans are driving the decline through the clearing of land and widespread pesticide use and by allowing domestic cats to roam outdoors. Habitat law seems to be the biggest issue by clearing forests and grasslands to erect buildings, roads, and farms. Humans have encroached on the ecosystems in which birds thrive. Okay, I'm not going to dispute any of this. You're not? Nope. You're pro-bird. I love birds. I can't claim that I've noticed an absence
4: of birds. Why do you bring it up? I'm going to get to that point. They're all right there. That's a nice couple right there. I- I'm not being accusatory. I- I'm wondering where you're going. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you where I'm going.
2: I'm going to make an observation. None of you three know what it's going to be. No,
4: and uh, I have the Star Tribune study here, and not only did I read it at home, I've read it three times Mm -hmm. in the office this morning, and I can't figure out where you're going to go here. Well, they talked about an absence or a decline in the insect
2: population. Right. I can make no claim to see a decline in the bird population.
5: You see them all the time, every day I, I, often. My
2: neck of the woods is virtually an aviary. Okay. It's, it's, and that birds crash into my window, I revive them. Uh, Except oh. for
5: the one last
2: week. Uh, he took a nosedive. There that was a,
4: a story uh, along these lines a few weeks ago about the declining woodpecker population, right. a, certain, um, right. a certain strain of woodpeckers. I have not seen that decline where I'm at. Uh, I see a lot well, of I have woodpeckers, woodpeckers active in my backyard. Lots of woodpeckers. Here's
2: my observation. Historically speaking... A trip up to Brainerd and back in the summer would result in you having to wash your car when you got back because of the bug splatters. Okay, yes. I've been up and down three different states this summer. I had a car event in Dubuque, Iowa. I had a car event at Road America. I had a car event in Eau Claire. I had a boat event in in, uh, Brainerd. I noticed a significant absence of squashed bugs on the headlights or the windshield. I'm wondering if you have ever, if you've thought about that.
4: I have, and I have this year, because and only because I, I actually gave this a lot of thought, because my night driving in the last year has declined significantly. Most of my driving to and from the farm and the Twin Cities has been during the daytime. Yep. If I venture out at night, though, like I've gone to a few races where I return back to my place at midnight, 1 a.m. It's it's bad. You got it's, the bug. It's really bad. All right. But the daytime bugs, that's declining. My summer, I had to wash my car once a week.
1: From? Well, because I'm dry, I'm, I'm essentially rural where I live. When I'm driving to ball games, I, my car is covered in
2: bugs. Well, then what the hell am I... First of all... I, I don't know, like your car. I'm reporting to you that I haven't seen a mosquito all year, and you're all finding that hard to believe. I, I just, yeah. And now I'm telling you that... Uh, as recently as two or three years ago, the CP went up to Braider and back. When she got back, I had to immediately take her car to a car wash. Yeah. yeah. And so- that was daylight.
1: Soapy okay. Joe's? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Right. It was
1: plastered.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm covered what are the bugs. What are the bugs in the spring? Are they mayflies? Right. Maybe it was a mayfly season. That was Maybe that's why she was so covered with... Even last night,
1: we went out to... There's a little horse ranch out by our place. The bugs were awful. And it's
5: September 19th yesterday. Okay, but my experience with when we're a fire pit in the backyard we, ha- we have had a lack of mosquitoes really uh i have not seen an excessive amount of bugs and not to mention back to the birds i don't see dead birds sitting around everywhere no uh, if there's that if there's that much of a drastic reduction i don't see a lot of dead birds around
4: well, what i've noticed is the mosquitoes really come out at night up north Oh, yeah. uh, we, we can get away with them uh, with no mosquitoes during the day, but boy, at night we're indoors. Oh wait, and
1: here's here here we
2: go.
4: Here's what we can conclude: they're leaving the city. They're worried about crime.
2: Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs>
4: uh, and the cooler weather helps. I did notice in the spring that the mosquitoes were late to arrive, uh, but as soon as yeah. I mean, even last weekend, the, uh, the mosquitoes were really bad after dark.
2: Let me let me uh, let me just suggest. Without, I hope this doesn't sound too euphorian. I don't think the authors of this bird study uh, necessarily have a uh, climate crisis agenda. No. I think they're, uh, they're bird guys, yes. Audubon Society, and sure. they're, they're noting, and they've studied a lot of data, and they're reaching the conclusion that there is a decline in the bird population. I accept that. I have no experience with that. But they also say there's a decline in the insect population, and I do feel that I have a vested interest in that based on my own observations. I will accept what they're saying. I don't, that's not the same as saying we have a climate crisis. I don't know what's causing a depletion of insects. I don't know why a mosquito hasn't bothered me all year. In I don't that, know that. In that story, you mentioned various people connected to the department. I want to
1: know which guy signed up for the breeding part of the uh, of the survey.
6: <laughs>
5: I'll take that angle. Yeah, let me, uh, let's, uh, look, let's work with the numbers here.
4: What I have noticed is when I mow a lawn up north, I don't have a lot of swallows swarming me. The uh, Swallows are eating the bugs. If I go out in a field and say I mow some thistles in a CRP, or we're developing some prairie grass, and the first year you have to keep the weeds mowed down to the ground, and I've done a lot of that this summer. And when I'm out there in the tractor, it's like a Hitchcock movie with the swallows. I mean, they're swooping within a foot of your face, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I'm just saying that uh, I'm interested in why, as recently as two or three years ago, a, a, a routine trip to the Brainerd Lakes area and back would result in one hell of a lot of squashed insects on your car.
5: I, I know what you're saying because hockey trips up to Duluth or up north, uh, you know, prior to it being the middle of winter.
2: One car I'm talking about I took to Road America in May. Didn't I never even got around to washing that car from that trip mm-hmm. until Labor Day weekend.
4: Huh. You should see the front of my truck right now. Bugs. Oh, it's disgusting. And I've tried scrubbing them off, and it's just going to take some time. Yeah. I, can't, I can't get these bugs off. Uh, one uh, point they bring up this story that I do agree with is we're seeing a lot less. They call it grassland, and they make it sound all romantic. Uh, everybody out in the sticks I know, we just call it scrubland, you know, crappy yeah. little lowland and willow trees and crap that farmers clear out and try to turn into productive acreage. Uh, they're right about that. There's a lot less of that. At this time next week, actually
2: starting September 26, which is a Thursday next week, through Saturday, September 28, RF Moeller is having their exceptional diamond event at their Edina store. All diamond and diamond jewelry, all diamonds and diamond jewelry, is going to be 10 to 50% off. They take trade-ins on diamonds purchased from RF Moeller and other jewelers, so it's a really great opportunity to upgrade her diamond to a larger diamond. This year, they're also having a sketch artist on site, who can help you design a custom piece of jewelry. These special molar events don't happen often. Take advantage of this while you can. This is at the Edina store next Thursday, September 26th through Saturday, September 28th. That Edina store is at 50th in France and, of course, the flagships at Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, downtown Minneapolis in Gavaday Common, and also RFMolar.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Well, the kids are out striking today, demanding that the government save the Earth. Uh, according to the event's Facebook post, organizers will start with a rally at Western Sculpture Park in St. Paul before marching to the steps of the Capitol. About a thousand people say they'll attend. The marchers will join students. Uh, 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 throughout the world, organizing for action on climate change. The one uh, in St. Paul is one of more than 3,000 rallies planned in 120 countries. The inspiration comes from St. Greta Thunberg, mm. <laughs> who's in our country right now, ready to testify to the UN.
5: There's yeah. also a whole movement, uh, this was pointed out to me by my son, and I-
2: I wish he
1: hadn't because now I'm down the rabbit hole. So thanks yes. a lot, Matthew.
5: hashtag uh, podstrike on Twitter
4: mm-hmm.
5: uh, is a there's a whole uh, portion of the Twitter feeds, etc, dedicated to what
4: are we supposed to do? Look
5: at this uh, you're supposed to sign up now. What is she on?
1: This is a woman uh, on Twitter, Kenny Turnaround, that has the hashtag podstrike right here. and she's got a sign, Joe. yeah. And it says, make love not warmth.
2: Oh, really? (laughs) Make love, not warmth. What an idiot. They kind of go hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yelling slogans and waving placards, children and adults across Asia and the Pacific kicked off the protests, which spread later to Africa and Europe with crowds filling the streets in Paris, London, and Berlin. We are the future, said Vihan Agawal, 15, protesting in Delhi. We believe there is no point in going to school if we are not going to have a future to live yet. Organizers forecast one million participants. Don't cut down forests and reduce garbage production. I'll ask you to not cut down forests and reduce garbage production and not to use so many petroleum-fueled cars. Five-year-old Tio told a crowd in Slovakia.
5: Oh, really? He's got some life experience, does he?
2: Stop climate change now. There is no planet B. Uh, Huh. We adults caused this planet emergency, said one of them. Chica Maruta, 32 marching with her colleagues from a cosmetics company. Uh, We deserve better. Swedish uh, schoolgirl Thunberg has accused leaders of not doing enough. What in God's name can you do? This Twitter account is
1: fantastic.
4: I love this headline in today's paper, buried by uh, A7. This is a sounding of the alarm. And then the very first sentence... United Nations Secretary, you're going to have to help me with his last name, Antonio Guterres? Sure. Guterres?
2: I want you to read me that paragraph you read me before, too.
4: Has scurried across the globe over the past year to deliver time and time again a blunt reminder. Time and time again he's scurried across the globe to tell us that we're doing wrong. (laughs) <laughs> What's the? Read me the paragraph you read me this morning. Uh this one's also about funny. the hurricane, or not a hurricane, the uh, tremendous rain event in Houston. Oh my goodness, these folks! I really feel sorry for them. Uh, this one from Star Tribune, A3 headline: Storm brings dangerous flooding to Houston. Of course, the only reason I read it to see uh, when they would mention climate change, and I found it towards the end of the article. Uh, here's the paragraph following Harvey, uh, an earlier hurricane. Texas Governor Greg Abbott ordered a report warning that punishing storms would become more frequent because of a changing climate. Scientists say climate change is responsible for more intense and more frequent extreme weather, but without extensive study, they cannot directly link a single weather event to the changing climate. Of course they can't. There's too many variables. They're saying two things at once. Literally two things at once. I, uh...
2: I can't help myself. I like the sense winds, and I know Houston has got a punishing, punishing rainfall. Oh, it's awful. Houston frequently floods. It's probably one of those American cities that shouldn't be built where it is. I have 12 pages, single space type. Yep, I can see it. Of the significant Houston area floods beginning in 1837. Are we going to go through? And we're not. We're Is not going like to go ISO through all of, each one of them. Change seven
4: because uh, like uh, like I'm going to run to the restroom. Kenny like, hey, needs to
2: smoke. I'll be back in <laughs> 20 minutes. 1879, devastating flood on Buffalo Bayou, downtown Houston. Uh, major storm hits the White Oak and Buffalo Bayou areas, flooding downtown Houston. Major flood in Greens and Halls Bayou uh, again in August. Of 1887, Buffalo Bayou became a raging torrent and swept away houses and bridges. A family of nine drowned before they could escape. Mm. There were 11 deaths. I can go on. I'm it's 12 pages. Uh, I, I just take my word for it. You can all do your own homework. Uh, but these kids marching today, are they going to bother to realize that they're they're all convinced that this terrible rain event in Houston obviously, is the result of climate change. Right. But, but Houston has been flooding routinely since 1837. Uh, twice in 37, 1839, 41, 1843, 1845, 1853, 1854, 1875, and on and on and on. A- a- almost yearly. Yeah, I'm, 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 I didn't even
4: get into the 30s yet. Here's and a- and did, they st- did they only start keeping records in 1837? So, so you know it's been flooding since the beginning of time.
2: Absolutely. Uh, 29th of April, storm moved in from the Gulf, causing rain for 14 hours. All bayous were over the banks. Uh, May 24 to 31, 1929, flooding. Houston central water plant was flooded. San Jacinto Jacinto River reported to be 30 feet above normal. May 31, White Oak Bayou was out of its banks. May 30, Spring Creek near spring, highest flood since at least 1879. I'll stop. My, my point, you all GLers know my point. Uh, Houston is very flood-prone. Right, you're preaching to the choir. But what we're seeing today with these pod strikes... What is a pod strike?
1: Well, that's yeah, what it, it is. It, that's it, what we're using as the hashtag. Is it a strike of podcasts? No, it's it's a strike. It's it's the march, right? Isn't that right. The, the deal? It's the march on we're going to combat global warming and we're going to be united together. Okay, But this is all a direct result of propaganda and social media. These are kids are being indoctrinated. They're brainwashed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all that yeah.
2: this is a result of. This is indoctrination to bring about the mystery. You had AOC's guy admit as much. You guys thought the Green New Deal was about the environment. No, we always saw it as an economic thing. Look at this. Of course, kid. it is. This
1: kid can't be older than mine, who's seven, and he's got a giant sign that just says "Unite behind the science." This this poor kid well, is getting brainwashed
4: from day one. Unite behind their version, their science. of the science. Well, is Pod
2: Strike an acronym for something?
5: Well, I, I think it's also there's a there's a uh, a bunch of podcasts. You know, this of the seven hundred thousand oh. podcasts that are out there, yeah. a, a a great number are joining the hashtag so, so Pod Strike. We I don't know for for what reason. We're, we're not.
4: We shouldn't be here today. Oh, John. good point. Probably not. What the hell, dude? Yeah, it's a Pod Strike. Oh, you're such a nerd. Why'd you have us come in? Look at all
2: this electricity we're using. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we striking close
5: by? Can all we, you have to do is sign one? up, share the logo but, that you send you on your social media, and they'll. Uh, that we send you in your podcast feed and save the world. Such,
4: wouldn't world. you agree, though, that these kids, and I might even go as far to say uh, Greta Thunberg, aren't they just innocent victims? I mean, they're just dumb kids. Dumb kids.
5: They want to get out of school for a day on dumb, a Friday. Dumb, lovable we'll kids. kids. No, what, like what,
4: the, the the case of the kid holding the sign. What are they
2: victims of? The failed
4: academy? Well, yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're victims of propaganda.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: I mean, they don't know. Uh, I don't know.
2: I just love looking at these sense winds. It's incredible. (laughs)
1: It's just amazing. We've lost the mayor.
2: 1957, Hurricane Audrey made landfill close to the Texas-Louisiana border. Flooding uh, reported throughout Harris County. Uh, 1959, April 10, Buffalo and White Oak Bayou out of their banks. You know what they got to do? Dredge those uh, bayous a little deeper.
4: Right. That's what we
2: do. Yeah. But I, I, it's if you want to look this up, it's called Significant Houston Area Floods. So you, you Google that and you get 12 pages of single-space type uh, documenting every known flood in Houston since uh, April of 1837. Is there,
4: is there any way you can make this a daily part of the podcast, a la Ice Out Dates, where just every day you can tell us where the historical flood was in this country or even on the globe? Every day. What's the date today? Today is the twentieth. Oh, I'll find you on September
5: twentieth. <laughs> I just opened up again. <laughs> do you have any I examples know. of anybody that's joining the podcast? You Did know, po- Pod
1: Strike Reeves. It's funny you mentioned that Rook because I know uh, I had referenced back when you know we went to Orlando as a podcaster. trip. I had met the woman oh. that's doing the pet podcast, yes. in which she had disclosed she's got fifteen ish listeners on a daily basis, oh. which is great. Thousand? Uh, no. I just found the Nay Buzz podcast, oh, Joe. I don't know what that is. The Nay Buzz podcast, where they preach about global warming and how yeah. we can combat climate yeah. change and um Who's the cast of how, characters? How they doing? How they doing? Why don't you take a little peek here, Kenny? The, the the three young ladies that are in charge of the podcast are displayed here and they look like the kind of women that would join in support of the protest.
5: Right, they're uh, they're they're
2: all in on the podcast. Did, did we reach uh that uh, what
1: was his name? Oh, was it Jeremy? I think so. Yeah, he emailed us saying that he was gonna be that he was gonna be uh, marching for the climate at the, s- at, the
2: at the uh, same in St. Paul.
5: Correct. And he will call us.
2: Oh, He's nice. gonna
1: skip school today. Yep. And he was gonna call us because apparently his father is a listener of Garage Logic. All right. How old is he? Uh, I'm gonna guess a junior in okay. high school, maybe. So well, school? let's
2: take a break as I'm anticipating his call. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Is Jeremy joining us? Yes, sir. From the climate strike protest. Jeremy, what's your last name?
6: I'd <laughs> uh, rather not say.
2: <laughs> uh, where, where do you go to school?
6: Uh, I'm, I'm homeschooled.
2: How old are you?
6: Uh, I'm 15. I don't drive yet. I, I take the bus a lot.
2: What are you worried about? Why did you leave school today?
6: I left school today because uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, changes in the climate. Um, we're going to have a lot of floods and uh, some t- a lot of wind, hurricane things.
2: Like. Mm-hmm. Like. Are you uh, worried about the future? Of what? The planet.
6: Yeah, that's that's why we're striking today. We had um, we had a big get together. Uh, a lot of the homeschoolers uh, were like um, in a meet, like in a meeting place, and said Friday it's no, we're not coming in school. We're gonna like uh, pro, uh, protest things right. for, for the weather, right? Like stop the wind um, making. Uh, knocking down barns and things, and, like waters coming into the flood, and there's you got to put sandbags.
2: That's, but that that has happened throughout history, young man.
6: Yeah, but it's a lot of, like it was, but like now, it's like huge. Uh-huh. It's you know you see it, you didn't see it in the news on TV in 1895.
2: No, there was no TV then.
6: Right. See. So there's changes, right? So this is like massive amounts of air, how, how
2: much time polluting
6: and there's water everywhere in that uh, uh, right by the uh, Houston.
2: Right. What? How much time uh, do you believe we have left on Earth before the uh, the tipping point is reached?
6: Oh man, I wish I knew that because I would like go to. When well, know, they think I would go to Vegas and party. And um, how would you really get know. there?
2: How would you get to Vegas?
6: Uh, a lot of ways you can get there. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, like a movie. You know, planes, trains, automobiles, and right. You just go, and you, you got friends.
2: Yeah, but they, wouldn't you be using fossil fuels to get there? That's what you're protesting today. Yeah, assuming. but
6: at this point, I know the world's ending, so it's like, what up? Let's get her going here. You uh-huh. know. Yeah. Can
4: you hang on a sec? Yes. So, which I want to ask him a question. Yeah. What? Hello. Yes. Uh, uh,
2: our our, our uh, Kenny also would like to ask you a question.
4: Jeremy, I'm given to understand your dad's a listener to uh, our program. We call him GLers. Uh, what does your parents say about you skipping out of school? And are your parents your? Instructors, are they the ones that are homeschooling you or are you using a computer or something? What's going on there?
6: Yeah, we have a computer. uh, We're not like Mac or anything like that. I have like an old uh, Explorer, uh, so we just use – it's like online homeschooling, so they're not really like here. So they don't – I mean, my dad really doesn't know that I'm skipping school, but Hmm. he has to put in like – that I was here for the state so they get the money, yep. that I was at school today. And if I get caught, I'm going to be in big trouble. He's going to be like, where were you today? And I'll just say, uh, uh, I was at a protest for the earth. Where were you?
4: Oh, so, so you're at a protest right now.
6: Uh, well, I mean, people get upset that the place I'm at right now, sometimes people get really upset, uh, and they do protest.
2: So you're at
4: but, the capital then.
6: Well not quite
4: oh I'm where, where a, are you,
2: Jeremy? Exactly right now, are you with your friends?
6: I'm at Burger King uh-huh. <laughs> because people protest <laughs> like if they don't what? get if they don't get fries and they get honey rings, they're like, this is the end, and they're you know screw this, and I like so I'm going to be going downtown uh like the where is it at at
2: the, the capital? state state capital
6: yeah, right, where all that they got those horses on the roof that's it, yeah. <laughs> Those would be cool to be like up there and be like, I tell these people that this is a protest and we are going to champion this. I'd be like, I'm those horses going like, giddy up, let's protest.
4: Do you, are you going to, do you have a sign you're going to carry? Have you thought of any mottos for your sign? Anything like that?
6: Um, Yeah, I had, well, I had some, like a cardboard box that I found behind the Burger King and the the cycling, but I don't. I only have a pencil, and it doesn't really show up. Yeah. I'm like, let's kick this world's ass today. Yeah. Uh. And uh, you can't really see it, so I are, just tossed it.
2: Are you a follower of Greta Thunberg?
6: Yeah, she's, the, uh, she's like the, the hottie from, uh, where is she, like from Finland or something like that. Sweden. Over, Sweden. Yeah, she's uh, like where they make the chocolates and they have all the money and that it's, you know, you, know, you can be quiet with your money.
2: That's actually Switzerland.
6: Oh, she's from Switzerland. No, no, no she's
2: <laughs> she's from Sweden. But oh. you're describing Switzerland when you come to the banking and the chocolates.
6: Yeah, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any money there.
4: Right, Jeremy? Do, I mean, do you know have any it. doobies rolled up? Uh, are you gonna burn a one or? Uh, two I, <laughs>
6: you're just like playing stereotype, aren't you? You're like, <laughs> hey, because he's like. Homeschooled and has a lot of downtime, and he's probably got the munchies because he's at Burger King. Well, it, like,
4: is it true, oh, Jeremy? Is it true? Huh? Is it true? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I'm not going to say.
2: How am going to ask you one question, Jeremy?
6: Hey, yeah. What's up, man? Let's get the interview going. Get it going.
2: What's the temperature oh, supposed to be today?
6: Huh? What's
2: what the temperature mean, like, supposed to be today?
6: You mean like a, a number? Right. Is it like a is it like a Whale of Fortune game or something? Is it what do I win? <laughs> what do I win if I guess right? How
2: did you get to the uh protest site where you then quickly apparently wandered off to Burger King?
6: Uh, uh I just threw my skateboard in my backpack yeah. and I got one of these scooters.
2: Oh um, yeah, the three Reynolds three-touch.
6: Yeah. You just go like you go to Burger King and then if you're hungry you go to like McDonalds or wherever and you just Leave it, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of the scooter, you just
2: like right. hey done with this well I, I i think uh with the likes of you out there, I think the protesters are in good hands
6: uh, what let me ask something here uh and if I, what are we worried what what do they want what do we want to happen in case I'm asked what, what what's my answer? what if I like what if somebody like comes up to me at the protest and says, "What are you for?" What,
2: you want uh, a complete government takeover to stop the climate change?
6: Yeah, uh-huh. America. Yep. So, uh,
1: Jeremy, if I may, since I know your dad's a dedicated listener, do you want to do you want to give him a shout out because we didn't even establish his name?
6: What's up, Maury? <laughs> oh, I should probably should because if he's gonna know I'm not, he's gonna know I'm not at home. Yeah. I mean, I'm at home, Joe. i got to let the dog out because uh, I've, I've got to finish my worksheet. Do you have a girlfriend? Uh, I, we broke up.
2: Okay. I'm uh, sorry.
6: She, no, it's, it's fine. It's cash. Okay. We were all like, hey, do you want to go? And she said, go where? And I'm like, you know, go. And then it just kind of went downhill from there, and she... Her hair is well, c- now, c- and she does this podcast. and
2: Because I was going to ask you, if you do you envision having a family, or, or do you pretty much anticipate the world will end?
6: Uh, you know, I'm thinking, like, someday it's going to end, but I don't really know, like, when. Right. It's going to be like, you can't have it on a calendar. It's like, hey, man, uh, is it September 1? Because we're done. Right. So I don't really know. But well, you, have, you have
2: 12 years, I think. For what? Before the world ends,
6: Did that actually tell you?
2: Well, that's your group that you're you're in with. Uh, that's that's what your belief is.
6: I didn't even know that, dude. That is awesome. Yeah. So we got like a dozen years, right. to reap the rewards of whatever we're right going to. So now that do. you
4: now that you know that, dude. Um, are you going to pursue college, maybe, when you're done with high school homeschooling? Or are you going to get a job? I'm well, thinking 20 probs 20. not
6: on that one. Probs not. Probs because not. Okay. That's a lot of time to invest. And, in. you know, studying is not really my uh, forte. Right. Forte. I like, to,
4: Good word. Good I like
6: word. to skateboard. I like to, um, you know, I like to do some, uh, you know, those caves like in Wabasha. Yeah. What do you call that when you're... Going through those caves and stuff.
4: Spelunking.
6: Yeah, no, that's the one where you got to be really small and skinny and be like a Spider-Man. This is the one where you're uh, urban, urban exploring stuff. I like to do that. All Maybe right. We could turn that into. Jeremy,
4: uh, just as an aside, and, and it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just guessing you own one of those hammocks that you hang up in a park and then kind of just lay around all yeah, day. Rocking man, it's burning mocking. them. It's
6: not, bro, bro, it's not hammocks. It's no? Like Oh, you say that with your, uh, you know, all puckered up. Hey, do you have a hammock? No, dude, it's mocking, man. You just mocking. go find a tree. Mocking. You might mocking. be uh, overlooking the bluffs on Dayton's Hill or whatever that co- that store was.
4: Yeah. And yeah.
6: you just go to the trees and you just be one.
4: All right. And then it's just what? puff, puff, pass all day long. Yeah. Right. Well,
6: the great thing is, there's not a lot of mosquitoes this year, so we really, I mean, you can kind of benefit from that.
4: All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Jeremy
2: uh yeah is that it man that's it you were very uh, helpful
6: hey what are you doing the next 12 brah <laughs> what do you got what's what's your plan man you got uh you're going like 12 i'll come years.
2: up yeah i'll i'll, we I'll should uh, ha- you know what we should hang yeah we'll hang together all right thank you all thank all you right, to BK. i'll be
6: waiting on the corner brah.
2: all right thank
4: you
6: <laughs> all right. later man
4: yeah well, they're out there today, and they're gonna—that's gonna, that's your demographic. They're right gonna there. enlighten us uh, that the, the world is—he didn't
2: know that the world apparently he didn't know that the world is ending. I'm sure, his dad, Maury, is uh, very proud. I wouldn't even recommend him to go to uh, Ecofund Motorsports in oh, no. Forest Lake and put him on a scooter. No, I wouldn't. No, no. I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> uh, but there is a great back to school sale underway at Ecofund Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Uh, Lance and Sim, the manufacturer, heard what Tim Bloom was up to, and they added an additional $100 off or subtracted $100 more. You can get a racetar 49cc for $1,199. Cabo 50, now $1,799, and the Havana Classic 50 and Soho 50, both now $1,899. What a great way to commute for students or uh, if you have a short work commute, you're beating the man at the fuel pump, easy to park if you ever need service. Tim sends a truck through town every day, and he picks up customers' bikes, takes them back, services them, returns them to you. He's got you covered. These are really, really great scooters. They make every errand an adventure. Also, a full line of Yamaha motorcycles, the Bintelli e-bikes, youth ATVs, and snowmobiles. But right now at EcoFun
4: Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, a great sale on scooters i follow them actually on my crabby coffee account and uh i noticed and this would be good advice for matthew uh matthew what's that this uh this was tweeted three hours ago john upgraded from a zuma 125 to a yamaha x max 300 my advice to you is trade her in have them come down and pick up that zuma that hasn't run in three years trade it in get a new one yeah it's not a bad idea perfect
5: all right i'll talk to my guys up at eco fun motorsports
2: all
4: right
7: we'll be back in just a moment Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one one deductible at claim time not two or three or four or more number five at renewal the canopy group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year captives can't do this because they have only one company so if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents remember they don't have any other options for you call 800-967-3389 or visit the dot what do you say what do
2: you say what do you say Hey, 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 hey!
8: <laughs> you know
2: what would have happened
8: in the second inning last night if Augie was still alive, don't you?
4: A woof, woof, woof!
2: I would have gotten a woof,
8: woof, woof call, oh, wouldn't have I.
4: Wow, that was terrible. My Lord. wife was uh, there. Uh, she said he got the hook after the first, huh?
8: No, no, he got one and, two uh, two outs, and yeah. he, he got him out in the first, and then uh, the second, he was uh, horrible. Is he sick? What? Well, he got he had two outs, one on, and then the last seven guys got on base.
4: What's wrong with him? Is it physical or mental? Well,
8: I think there's a little both right now. I don't know about the mental, but he's skinnier than hell. He's got uh, colitis, and he's you know he's always been a lean guy, and he's six foot six, but he only weighs two hundred now, he's. So he looks emaciated so to me. So. Any, but then again, a lot of people well, <laughs> look emaciated. So you look emaciated.
4: <laughs> yeah, Speaking oh, of the that's a compliment. <laughs> we have to
8: find the guy.
1: Who started the wooing at Target Field. Yeah, explain that. Because I'm going to take him out back, and I am going to beat the living snot out of him and, and everybody else that participates. in What are you talking about? Well, yeah, explain you it can't tell when you're watching a game on TV, no, the Ric Flair wooing that's going on at the crowd. I'm unaware of that. I have to turn the sound down. It's so annoying. Do
4: give me, give me
1: one. Woo! But it goes on throughout the entire game. Oh, I've now that you've
2: mentioned it. it, I've heard it. Oh, it's so awful. You have you heard this? it, Pat?
8: Ah uh, yeah I have heard it. How would you uh, like to be sitting next to that guy? Yeah. I don't know.
1: He wouldn't I be there for long, could... I got to tell you.
8: I think they should be able to throw people out just because you're annoying other people, even if you're not doing it with swear words or drunkenness right. or anything. You're, you're just annoying. Get the hell out! Of like here. the Krabby coffee shop, <laughs> just yeah, like Krabby. Yeah, that last lasted the Krabby coffee shop. It's a <laughs> Krabby ballpark. <laughs> yeah. We would, we could be Krabby ushers and <laughs> go down there and say, "Hey, you're out of here." Wow. How fond are you?
2: Up. How fond are you of Nellie Cruz?
8: He's a man's man, that fella. Yep. He is a man's man. He's got the bad wrist and everything else. And he's, uh, you know, he just wanders. He, he, he had about, uh, eh, 10, last 10 days. He wasn't really hot. He was getting a hit now and again. Yeah. That one came in handy last night. Cause everybody's daubers were down after, uh, Gibby puked all over himself. And, uh, you know, the lead was going to be down to three if mm-hmm. uh, they lost that one. And, you know, you can say, okay, that's still three, you still one and a half, but you got to win them. And uh, that would have uh, caused a, a slight puckering, and then they come back and win that game. And it was uh,
0: fantastic.
8: I love the uh, Kansas City picture, too. Did you see his stuff today after the game? He's,
2: he said the umpire had a vendetta.
8: Yeah the umpire he's going to get himself fined there might be fines and suspicions. Yeah. you can say the umpire stunk but you can't say he stunk on purpose right. cuz he doesn't like me uh so uh, anyway that was that was interesting but uh the boys uh one of got up there up to 292 so they're going to hit 300 and uh Nelson's next one will be 40 for the season and 400 for his career. so wow that's uh that's pretty good he did he wasn't young when he broke in either it, it took him a while cuz he was a strikeout machine in the minor leagues and it uh I think he might have been a Rule 5 draft choice, which means he was taken off somebody's 40-man roster and was floating around, and somebody called up and they able to do bats, and he started hitting home runs. Now, he didn't get popped once for the Vitamins, uh that, that was a number of years ago.
2: Pat, what's going to happen if uh, Cousins throws up another stinker?
8: Well, I said yesterday that he has... Sunday was that point where the quarterback goes from... Uh, you know, the Viking quarterback goes from getting booed occasionally, Mm -hmm. uh, whether, you know, he throws a bad pass or they have a bad series or something to when the people come to the game waiting to boo him, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you know, at at that point, uh, it happened to Culpepper, it's happened to virtually every quarterback ever, hell, it even happened to Fran and his last year that they're they're waiting for an opportunity to boo him on Sunday and you never want to get to that point with the with the whole crowd. But uh Sunday's game and he got bashed so badly after Sunday's game in Green Bay that I believe he's now at that point where uh if he uh anything that goes wrong will be blamed on him and he's gonna now if they come out and he passes for three hundred and eighty yards and they kick the hell out of Oakland everything'll be fine. But Has Oakland
2: uh, got a decent club?
8: Yeah, not really. Okay. They should, they should be there for the taking, but they're they're uh they got a couple of defensive linemen, and the uh that poor kid in the middle, a freshman that I mean, that freshman, not the freshman, the rookie, they got trying to play center. He's one of the great swinging gates of all time. Mm-hmm. He's uh, so uh, you know, cousins, one reason for cousins. Uh, uh, ineffectiveness so far has been uh, the pressure from up the middle. These guys are just, it's a jailbreak, but he's back there. because break where he can't lay a glove on anybody. All right,
4: sir. Wait, 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 wait. We haven't talked about last Saturday night. You made it fun, Roycey. Oh, the induction wow. to the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was a fantastic and fun speech. Uh, and I'm going to admit, one of the speeches... I had to go outside and smoke a heater. (laughs) I was out there for a good 15 minutes. I I came back in, the guy was still talking.
8: I heard a second report that uh, I heard a secondhand report that when I started telling a Yates story, you got nervous. <laughs> well,
4: I, I, did, I did. I did squirm a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But that was a lot of fun, and I'll admit, I didn't want to be there. And I lied to my wife when I, when I got home. She said, "Did you have fun?" And I said, "Well, hell no, it was awful." Uh, but it was actually a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed your speech.
8: Well, I uh, we we tried to uh, we tried to loosen it up a
4: little. Yeah, those guys, these broadcasters tend to take
8: themselves very seriously. And, and you know, uh, the, uh, the, the I had the benefit of not knowing what the hell I was doing up there. <laughs> you know, I mean, really. I called in a few times and then uh, had a highly unsuccessful show like so uh, so I don't know what this was all about but yeah
4: anyway. it was good. good it was good
8: that's good uh, well we uh, wanted to uh, we got the big wedding this weekend oh yeah we got the uh the second niece's wedding of the uh of the year and this is a uh, this would be a
0: quite a quite an
8: event uh white Yacht Club is the location oh boy oh, nice. can't Saturday. beat that that's
5: plate management oh, yeah. yeah.
8: Yeah, yeah, there'll be. Uh, we're expecting. Uh, we're expecting fine victuals, and uh, tonight the uh, groom's uh, dinner. Uh, we get. We get. Uh, we get a free meal there too. So. You
0: have to
1: wear the sailor's hat then for this occasion, sir. I think the one tonight might
8: be, uh, i got to figure out where that one is. Oh, got to yeah. wear
2: the hat with the steering wheel on it.
8: <laughs> oh, the white Yacht white Club's tonight, the, uh, the, the estate where it's taking place is, is Saturday afternoon.
4: Yeah, if the groom's deal is tonight, it's your sole duty, sir, to keep everybody out of jail.
8: <laughs> that's all you have to do is keep
4: everybody out of jail
8: well as my dear bride says uh, she married her drunk here uh, she married her designated driver so that's, Good. Uh, that's good,
2: good. Her, talk to you later all right thank you thank you we'll be back
4: Coming to the Twin Cities Saturday, October 19th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. It's the Fabulous Armadillos. Music, video, a multimedia deep dive into the 60s, 70s, and the Vietnam War. The Fabulous Armadillos present What's Going On. Songs from the Vietnam War era through songs and imagery with hope and inspiration for a better tomorrow. Incredible show.
3: The veteran stories, so much emotion.
4: The Fabulous Armadillos present What's Going
2: On. Songs from the Vietnam War era. Tickets at Fabulous Armadillos.
6: Truth,
1: Justice, and the Souteray. That's right. I also want to make mention of our new Garage Logic family member, and that is 30 Bales Restaurant. They're on the corner of 11th and Main Street in downtown Hopkins. Todd and Tom, they are longtime fans of GL and have been the owners there for over 23 years. My wife and I took the boys for dinner there, and I can't believe this, but they did something unbelievable. They made all four of us happy. The wife, you know, she's the health-conscious one. She had the grilled salmon salad. I, of course, had the IPA and the Big Blue Bacon Burger. Uh, The kids had the the flatbread pizzas. They can accommodate everything. Everybody, groups of all sizes. They did it for us last Saturday. They have a fantastic happy hour uh, menu from 3 to 6, Tuesday through Friday. They are also a fantastic spot for lunch. $5 tap beers. Uh, they have 6 dollar wines and a bunch of different menu selections that are fantastic a giant patio that are uh, that's going to be open for a while though it's a perfect spot to go before you go to the stages theater or the hopkins center for the arts check them out online right now it's 30bales.com or you can make a reservation right now 952-930-0369 it's a uh, scratch midwest kitchen it's a fantastic spot it's 30bales.com hail a
2: flashlight king
4: hail you
2: Uh, AOC's fear of Miami being destroyed by rising ocean levels would be put to rest if she would just listen to Barack Obama. On June 3rd, 2008, Barack Obama gave his This Is Our Time speech at the XL Energy Center where he declared victory in winning the votes to ensure his nomination. In the last paragraph of that speech, Barack Obama stated, I am absolutely certain that a generations from now we will be able to look back and tell our children that this was the moment when the rise of the oceans began to slow and our planet began to heal. This also explains why Barack and Michelle bought their oceanfront house. Ah, Good luck, John Thorpe. So the kids should be aware of that, I think, don't you think?
7: pick yourself up
5: dust yourself off
7: Start start all over again pick yourself nope
5: we gotta do this one
8: Nothing's impossible I have found but when my chin is on the ground I pick myself up, <laughs> dust myself off Start all over again
0: You're Starting not going to like this one, Rook. We must pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off And begin again the work of remaking America Pick yourself
1: up, dust pick yourself, yourself off. off
2: Start all over again Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang—he's the knucklehead that wants to give ten families twelve grand a year. He's
5: the entrepreneur, yes.
2: He's yeah. said about seven hundred thousand applications for that. Uh, Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang said that if he were elected, he would regulate beef. To make it so expensive that Americans would have to change their eating habits. Jeez. Because that's what he thinks the president should be about. And kill every farm alive. That's absolutely unkind. The plan came as the entrepreneur answered a question about how to combat global warming at MSNBC's town hall event. Cattle is very energy consuming and energy expensive, Yang said. And if you project forward on what we would need to do to reduce emissions, you would want to modify Americans' diets. Yang told the audience not to hate cattle for their emissions that worsen global warming. I do think it's difficult to regulate diets, so what you would want to do, uh, you'd want to, uh, you'd want those cattle. Why, why does this print like this, where, where stuff obscures the lines of because type? Because
5: you, you, you keep using you, it that cruddy... Stupid. S- You're not saving the... I'm going to tell you right now, you are not no, saving the world. No. I want my guy to have crisp, clean paper. Just stop using...
4: Paper official, out of the trash can. Right. No, no, no. That's that side logic. of it. This
2: was a blank side.
4: Hmm. See? I still think there's,
5: anyway, a, b- better there's question. a fatal flaw in your logistics. Better question. Oh, very much
1: so. How do you not notice this until we're
2: on the air? Yeah. I don't know. And now you just completely how,
5: derailed your read own Because he read it online, yep. he liked it, and then he printed it out, and the print is what's the problem.
2: Uh, and if we were to make food more expensive, then you, would end up, you would end up changing consumption habits. This the plan is... follows in the vein of that from the Green New Deal from Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which bizarrely plotted to eliminate farting cows in a frequently asked question document ridicule, ridiculed brutally by her critics. The document was eventually deleted from her official website. So you have a guy... We really have a, a field of Democrats, you know, this might be true of both parties, who only want to represent half the country, mm-hmm. right?
4: Well, oh, that's even less than half the com- a company uh, country. Isn't he just getting laughed off the stage for that ludicrous nonsense? And same with Beto. How, how can he even, how can they not laugh him right off the stage for his know. stupidity? And
5: we live, I, I know you're going to mock me here, but I'm being serious. We live in a meat-based society
4: absolutely
5: hell yeah america
2: yeah hashtag america America. damn right america you're damn right america eat a steak yeah it made the national news i did i see it locally did i see it locally i don't know that i did a pro-life event in minnesota was disrupted by a bomb threat oh i missed this Uh, a pro-life event at a minnesota community college was evacuated by a bomb threat midway through the speaker's remarks wednesday night according to the police two days ago Noah Maldonado, the Minnesota Regional Coordinator for Students for Life of America, was, kicked off an event, was kicking off an event for the 40 Days for Life fall campaign when a young adult dropped a mysterious package in the middle of the room. Officials said the package appeared to be a bomb and smelled like ammonium. The Rochester police arrested Samuel Vanderweel, who was arrested as a result of the bomb threat, in charge with one felony count of terroristic threats with reckless disregard and misdemeanors, misdemeanors. one count of fifth-degree assault, one count of disorderly conduct, and one count of public nuisance, according to the Olmstead County arrest records. Attendees at the Hill Theater, as well as students... Uh, attending night classes at the Rochester Community and Technical College were immediately evacuated by security on campus who responded to what they were calling a chemical spill. Police arrested Vanderweel and cleared the building. Within an hour, no one was injured. But that's what it's come to. Isn't that something? Wow. Don't these kids, uh, if they want to be pro-life, can't they be pro-life?
1: No, Joe, can't because they disagree with the thought that I have, Joe.
2: Mm-hmm. The pro-life generation will not be silenced or intimidated. Christian Hawkins, president of the Students for Life, uh, said of the event, this is not the kind of back-to-school story anyone hopes for, but no matter, the op- no matter the opposition, Students for Life will bring our message of hope to campuses in all 50 states. And on that note, I was reading something very disturbing, and I won't linger on it uh, because it's a tough topic, but uh, leave it to NPR to have this story. When Arlen found out she was pregnant this year, she was still finishing college and knew she didn't want a child. There's a clinic near her home, but Arlen faced other obstacles to getting an abortion. I started researching about prices, and I was like, well, I don't have $500, said Arlen, who is in her 20s and lives in El Paso, Texas. Oh, God. I know so I was story. like, okay, there's got to be other ways. Her research led her to information about self-induced abortion using pills. For me, it was like taking my power back, like I'm going to do this some way or another. I don't want silly people in the government making silly laws. Mm. And then she goes on to describe there's a drug apparently you can buy that will, you know, it's like colonoscopy. Clean yourself out. Right. You know.
1: Oh, I thought that there was a different story that I thought you were going to read here. It's a
2: long story. I don't want to read the whole thing.
1: I thought this was the one about the young
4: lady that was commenting to her mom about her stomach being bad. Oh, yeah. But don't here... you remember the Brockmire episode where uh, she had to—they uh, wanted to go get an abortion? Yeah. The doctor gave her a pill, and she wanted to crush it up and snort it? Yeah. <laughs> I did remember that.
2: But here's what I don't understand about this uh, <laughs> taking back my power. Why, why would, wouldn't you be just as powerful having a child?
1: Why we are raising a generation
4: of dummies? Wow!
2: I take back my power. Like I feel like I've got my power or, or, or back. Or now. the
4: the solution I always, I guess, my favorite solution to all of that would be go ahead and have the child and then put it up for adoption because there are a lot of families that, that would really, love one. really you know, would love to have a baby. This just was, this is. You me. read a stat yesterday, Joe? I think it was on
1: yesterday's show. That the number of abortions in the country was down, but yeah. the number was still eight hundred and twenty thousand. I don't yeah. I don't remember um, that. I number. read that one. Yeah. I was blown away by yeah. that number.
4: Yeah, and as it as it turns out, it's it's mostly just kids not having sex, wow. or using yeah. other forms. Yeah, pregnancies
5: of, have gone down. Yeah. No, I just or meant that, that that number as a
1: totality it.
4: still shocked me that there's yeah. that many in the country. Yeah, but you guys also need to realize they're not a. Uh, Yeah, never mind. Next week, not this week. We're breaking our own rules, right? I'm moving on. I
2: just wanted to state that briefly. Uh, Next week on Thursday, beginning Thursday, September 26th through Saturday, September 28th, RF Moeller uh, Jeweler is having their exceptional diamond event at the Redina Store, 50th in France. All diamonds and diamond jewelry going to be 10 to 50% off. Put that on your calendar beginning next Thursday, September 26th through Saturday, September 28th. Howard writes, Mr. Mayor, it seems you can find anything on Amazon, even hypocrisy. The attach is a screenshot for my Amazon app. Note the proclamation, the climate pledge, Paris, 10 years early. Amazon's pledge to be carbon zero by 2040. Hypocrisy number one, immediately beneath there is a lawn fertilizer spreader featured as the deal of the day. (laughs) Lawn fertilizers are loudly decried by environmentalists as a chief source of environmental destruction. Grass eventually ends up producing CO2 via methane. AOC said so. Hypocrisy number two, my wife deduced this brilliant point. Does Amazon have any inkling of what their product line consists? Predominantly, it's cheap. Plastic, petroleum-based crap made in China, which is the worst environmental offender in the galaxy. If the environmentalists had a 10 most wanted list, China is at the very top. Jeff Bezos' hypocrisy knows no bounds. Howard. Plus, their trucks are everywhere.
4: Well, right. I have an item that came out of today's business section regarding that. Uh, online shopping giant Amazon revealed a carbon footprint Thursday that rivals that of a small country and vowed to reduce the damage to the planet by cutting its use of fossil fuels. They, will, they have ordered 100,000 electric vans that will start delivering packages to shoppers doorsteps in 2021. It also plans to have 100% of energy Use come from solar panels. And Who's other, this? Who's this? Uh, Amazon oh, and, yeah. and other renewable energies by 2030, an increase of 40%. Hmm. Well, good luck to them. That's great. I think that's great. Just keep in mind, those batteries have to come from somewhere, and when you're done with them, they have to go somewhere. I
2: also right. was reading a long, involved study about how difficult it is to recycle windmill blades. Right. And it's so costly what you know, is their life that, the, that the windmill people aren't making any money. Yeah, a really. blade lasts about 20 years, and it has to be recycled or wow. disposed of in some way. But there, there are various reasons why that's not the right metal for such and such.
4: And you couldn't take it to a scrapyard I or something? I guess not. No, it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, steel, steel. Uh, when I was down in Montevideo over the summer, there was a, a racetrack next to a railroad yard, and they were shipping these windmill blades on these railroad cars. I they I use like three cars for one blade. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. They're really, really mm-hmm. big.
2: Say the chief notes he came home from work yesterday to find a smoked salmon appetizer along with brats for a guy's golf weekend up north. Yes, she included whiskey peppercorn. I guess I'm going to Ace Hardware to prep for patio construction. <laughs> You go. Remember that guy that yeah, built the yes. guy that built the patio for the cats. I guess the chief must be a cat guy. Yeah,
4: huh? be nice to your kitty.
2: Well, of course, he's referring to uh, his <laughs> wife making a run to Grunhofer's <laughs> old-fashioned meats in Forest Lake. You can't miss it. It's at the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. Spencer's got a couple of new brat flavors now: the pit-smoked pork brat and the bacon fireball brat. We're having uh, we're having Grunhoffer Burgers tonight.
5: Dang.
2: Ribeyes. which time you want to over? Ribeye and workie, Rookie Burgers. Uh, they also do the slider patties, the Rookie Burger, lasagna brat, chicken brats, jerky. 130 different flavors of the pork brat. You must grill them, not boil them. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever other kind of meat you want, too. Double smoked ham, bacon cut any way you want. This is National Cheeseburger Week. You yes, can't make a cheeseburger that tastes good without going to Grunhoffers.
5: Amen to that. Mm-hmm. And the cheese because you can get the cheese there, and the bacon yes. there,
2: and the and the burger there. And And they'll tell you everything you want to know how to cook that baby. And if you go
5: sliders, go get yourself some Hawaiian slider buns. Hawaiian
2: slider buns? Mm -hmm. All right. This is all at Mm -hmm. Grunhofer's. Old-fashioned meats in Hugo, the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You absolutely cannot miss it. It's uh, become the uh, gathering spot. It's the holy grail of meat for GLers.
5: That's Mm -hmm. the way I like it uh, to be told, the holy grail of meat.
2: Mm -hmm. Steak cut to your preferences.
5: Anything you want. I want that chuck roast.
2: Roast, veal, chicken, chicken breast, salmon, pastrami.
4: Be sure to sign in on the uh, guest list when yeah, you get there. Yeah. Right? I just put down Kenny from GL. Yeah. That's all
1: you got to do. Uh,
4: I have a quick question, sir. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we've been kind of doing some doom and gloom these last couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Can I have two minutes to uplift your spirits? Sure. You Rookie and I stumbled upon this yesterday afternoon, a little piece of video mm-hmm. from Scott Van Pelt's show. He does the overnight or the late night sports center. All right. Uh, Iowa played Iowa State in football yep. last weekend. You know how they do the, the game day. They come out the kids, have the signs and stuff. And the, this just a
2: kid who wanted beer money? Yes. Yeah. And this story, is it turned into a good story. It's spectacular. Yeah.
3: There are many of the time honored themes I have leaned on in one big thing in this one. People want to do good. College football fans are awesome, and folks in Iowa are apparently the best. I feel like maybe we're a couple of days late to this one, but this story just keeps getting bigger and better. And who knows? Maybe there's another gear here, another step. So let's find out. If you aren't familiar, have you heard about the 20-something-year-old guy who wanted some money for bush life? (laughs) You're thinking, well sure, which one? This one, Carson King, 24-year-old Iowa State fan. Like a lot of folks out in Ames, he was fired up for game day to make its first trip out for the show. It was the annual Iowa game which only upped the ante. Carson decided he'd bring a sign asking people to Venmo him money to buy beer. His mom joked with WHO TV in Iowa City, this is going to be a proud mom moment. My son is going to be begging for money for beer on national television, close quote. <laughs> well, mom, I bet you're proud now. Here's what happened. People naturally immediately started sending money. Lots and lots of people all over the country. King told WHO, quote, a lot of Clemson people donated. I guess they like Bushlight Light too, close quote. Who doesn't? He got to 400 bucks, and then it was into four figures, and that's a whole lot of bush light, and that's when Carson decided this money would not be for beer. It would be for the University of Iowa's Stead Family Children's Hospital. You know the one. That's where kids who are battling cancer are fighting their fight. Kids, the teams, and fans in Iowa City waved to at the end of the first quarter of each game in Kinnick Stadium and what instantly became one of the great traditions in the sport. Bush Beer tweeted they were so fired up by what Carson was doing, they would match the donation and throw in a case of beer or two for good measure. <laughs> Venmo followed suit and said, Count us in on the matching the donation, too. As of this evening, Carson had over $50,000 pledged. Now, I'm not real good at math, but if you multiply that by a couple of matching donations, that's more than $150,000 for the kids. So an Iowa State fan who made a sign as a goof gets sent more than $50,000, and instead of buying a car or going on a cruise or going to the casino, which is what 24-year-old me would have done, he decided (laughs) to give the money to the hospital on the rival school's campus. Is this heaven? No.
2: I have a question. I have a question. Bring it on. I love that story. You You got got this knucklehead on TV holding up his sign. You're not going to poo-poo this. Just just a minute. (laughs) I need a beer money.
1: Venmo beer money.
2: What's Venmo?
1: It's a, like a PayPal where I, if Rook needed 20 bucks, I could on my and, phone. And he said boom, Bush
2: Light. And it said Bush Light. And people sent him money. Yep. I'm not done yet. They sent him money before they knew that he was ultimately going to give it to charity. Yes. You mean to tell me? Check, this, check out. this out. Bring it down. You mean to tell me there are morons out there <laughs> yeah. who wrote this dummy a check? And he finally had the good sense to see how much money was coming in, that he turned it into a good cause. But those people who sent him
4: money had no idea he was going to give it to a a good cause. By morons, you mean Americans and upstanding Americans. Yes, I guess. Well, here's the thing. Let let
2: Let me put it this way. Yeah. I'm not contributing to a college kid who holds up a sign saying, I want to buy Bush Light.
5: I'm not going to do it. But on Saturday morning, there are other college kids that are like, I'll give them 20 bucks. I got an extra 20. Here's a fiver
1: here. Here's a tenner there.
5: I might try this, and and I don't think I'm giving it to charity. What the hell's
4: wrong with you? Do you give your grandchildren birthday presents? No. What's Christmas like around (laughs) Grandpa's (laughs) house? The CP does because
5: she's independently
2: wealthy. They don't get a thing.
4: She's cold, maybe, in her
2: shoe. Here's what I love, though.
1: I married an Iowa girl. They're all like that.
2: They love their bushlight.
1: Well, light. They love it. Oh, no. Iowa people are good there's people.
2: Just, there's no. There's How many Bush Lights would you have to drink to get your wings off the ground? About 30? Are you asking me or the general
1: public? I'm asking
2: you. I might need a case. Oh, my God. I
1: like a good bushlight. Light. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fun in the summertime. After a ball game. Beer. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. Yeah.
5: But they responded. That's, uh, uh, you know, Venmo what and a great Bush story. Light and all those people responding is a good to
4: matches. Story. It is a good uplifting story.
2: I just can't believe that many people wanted to send money to a kid
4: so he could buy beer. I think they did it as a gag. You so know, sorry, granddaughter, you're going to get nothing right. and like it. That's right. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, One of right. them said today, I wish Papa had more money. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Don't we all?
2: <laughs> How much do you want,
5: kid? Right. You, a walking ahead. ATM. Right. Hey, you know I who would l- like to know what that child is going without right now that she wishes <laughs> you know, Papa had more money. Right. You know
1: who would have given the Bushlight kid 20 bucks? Huh. Mike Frataloni.
5: Mike Fradalone would have yes. Just, Just for, for the, the gag. Just for the gag, he would have done it. And yeah. that's why you want to go to Fradalone's Ace Hardware and guard Stores to buy mums. Mums. <laughs> I got that <laughs> to in there. with the tape.
2: guy. The chief's going there to get materials for his catiole. Oh, that's
1: right. He's going to go. Which, he's going to build see. a
2: cadio He would probably go. I don't know where the chief lives. I think
4: he's in the chief, South Metro. Chief, if you buy mums, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> What about my shorts today, Kenny? My lobster shorts. Uh, oh, yeah. Those are pretty sexy there, Auntie uh, Matthew.
2: I, uh, <laughs> I hope you GLers have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Oh,
6: my goodness. I got
2: again. No, we didn't forget. Right. We're playing it. Is proud to present a wonderful new but show.
6: I thought
0: we
2: were supposed a to play man it to begin. No, all right, can't whatever. He, can't he the music to. of Count Basie
6: and
5: his great band. Who really waits for this? Now that we're on a podcast, anyway. That's a good point. They just fast forward to the scramble, <laughs> That's have true. a beer, and then rewind. Ah,
2: the man is Joe Souchere. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Speaking of Iowa, right? No doubt.
2: Your spirit animal is... What? Oh. You
5: got it. You got it. <laughs> you
4: can find it, Sooch? Uh, I got
7: it. Here it comes. How did all these people get in my room? Yeah,
4: not even close. And that was yes, not a good yeah. one. All right. Who needs a bush light? Isn't that... <laughs> Now we're just going to relax. Bush light, some ranch dressing. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm all no, set. That's, You're still, fingers my, are still soggy from salmon. That's my whole weekend right there.
5: Bush light and ranch dressing. What does he do with the ranch dressing? He puts his finger and it and he goes, <laughs> I guzzle it. What's, what do you mean, <laughs> what do I do with it, loser? He's, he's just, a, he's... <laughs> Did he just drop the... Up no, phone? I
1: don't think we heard that. I don't, I don't think, think we, we heard it Why don't we'll you wrap this up, rookie? Yes, we're, wrap it up. We're, we're wrapping
5: up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up.
4: We're okay. That. Just wrap
5: it up. We're wrapping it up. Go to oh, garagelogic.com. Garage Ignore talking. that F-R-O-L-Suit just
4: dropped in the background. You just
5: watched the bobber there, cowboy. Garage logic... Okay, garagelogic.com, your source for uh, podcasts that you haven't listened to yet. For wonderful comics by Greg Holcomb, What's on Joe's Bookshelf with Author's Corner. And if you check out Table Talk with Rookie's Family, you're going to be entertained because the last episode that hit Monday, there was a little controversy. The family was a little crabby with each other. Check it out. Table Talk with Rookie's Family. We'll see you next time. Garagelogic.com.